welcome to the Chin Lounge. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam with Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. When I tell you that our conversation today is going to blow your minds, I am not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. So we talked a lot about AI, the future of using these technologies for our business and using these technologies as tools to really build our business up. And so today we have a guest, his name is Ka Lee, and he is the new marketing technologist at TPI. And he, I mean, I I feel like there's no describing what he's going to share with us today. (laughs) No. And I mean, it was really just the tip of the iceberg, right? Because there's so many AI tools out there that you just can't even comprehend how many different things you can do. So we're going to try to slowly introduce you. We are both hosted by TPI. So we're super lucky that they decided to invest in our futures in this way by helping us. His focus is to help us scale our businesses using AI. And, um, I just feel super excited about it. And for any of you who know Candace Lemansky, that is Ka's partner, and she is a fellow travel advisor. So he really, even though he, this is his first time working directly in the travel industry, he gets it. He's watched her build her business. She hasn't wanted his help until now. She's actually the one that finally realized that she needed to share his brain with the rest of us. So we can all thank Candace as well. Um, But she is a lovely, lovely person and also so generous. So um, I'm super excited for you guys to hear what he has to say. Just to give you an idea of some of the topics that we cover in case this would pique your interest even more, we ask Ka about different examples of ways we can use AI in terms of content creation. Now, for most of us, we're using it very basically with chat GPT, typing in prompts for social media captions, blogs, etc. However, Ka goes way more in depth into what other kinds of media we can create for content. Yep. I think that was one of the more mind-blowing things for me. It's a, it's a real good one. You should definitely stick around and listen to Ka. <laughs> and speaking of AI, this episode is brought to you by Toby AI and Voyager websites. Visit voyagersocial.ai to take Toby for a walk. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Ka. Thank you so very much for taking time out of your business schedule to join us to talk about a topic that Karine and I have touched on a little bit, but it still remains a mystery to a lot of people. So Ka... Please introduce yourself to our audience, who I know is so excited to get to know you. Okay. my First of all, thanks for having me. I think it's awesome. Uh, and I'm so stoked that this is actually the first podcast that I'll do, or even kind of like one of the major introductions to the industry. But my name is Ka, K-H-A, last name's Lee, L-Y. And uh, I'd say for the last quarter century, oh, there goes my age, uh, I have been a marketing technologist. You know, I started like most people, you know, I, I started with web design way back in the years, but uh, but throughout my 25 years in the business, I've become a technologist and we can get into that more later on. 
And one of the reasons why we wanted to bring you on our show, aside from the education portion, is the fact that our host agency, TPI, has invested in bringing you on as part of their team as a marketing technologist. So inquiring minds want to know, what is a marketing technologist? All right. I knew we would get to that one right away. All right. So I think, think first of all, I think it's the coolest question in the world. It's a great question. It's simple and not so simple at the same time. But for me personally, it's a discipline. So I have some great friends of mine throughout the years, right, that are all on the technology side. But we like to tell everyone we live in people's blind sides. And by blind side, we mean the space where you actually don't know that you were even supposed to know something, right? You just don't know it existed. You can only know what you know, but you don't know what you don't know. And that's kind of the space where a technologist kind of kind of lives in. For me, it's marketing technology. So, so even though I spend a lot of time on all sorts of technology, I, spec- I specifically like one kind. So I'm not a developer. I'm not an engineer. I'm not a coder. I'm none of those things whatsoever. Um, I started with web design probably back in the, I say mid nineties, by the time 1999 rolled along, uh, Google was just launching their, uh, AdWords beta. So I became a part of that. So at that point, the second you had the first digital advertising platform, really uh, the first mass adoption one in AdWords, you kind of combined that intersection of marketing and technology. And that's the space you want to live in. You want to live in, in a perfect intersection where it's, Hey, I do technology, but Really, I like marketing. So I combine those two. When you do, you become a technologist. Um, But I specialize in the kind of tech that markets, grows, and scales businesses, especially small business owners. So for me, I spend the bulk of my day discovering, learning, vetting, testing, finding product market fit, and everything else you need for these kinds of technologies that can really help a business scale. And That, to me, is why I'm so excited about TPI, of course, right? I will say that, so we, I just spent some time with Ka and a whole lot of other people from TPI at TPI Rocks at the beginning of December, and, or I guess it was mid-September, kind of. September, what am I saying? December. Um, So we were just at TPI Rocks and watching everyone's heads just blow off. At, at this event while Ka was going over a lot of things, things people never thought of, things that people are definitely curious about but intimidated by, um, and kind of breaking it down and showing examples. I really appreciate that TPI focused on investing in a person to teach us how to leverage all of these things that are available to us. For free or even a small fee per month, you can get a lot of these tools instead of just handing us a tool that we have no idea what to do with. Any of us can go out and get a tool, but to provide us with a coach of sorts and a person who's passionate about educating to help us learn how to use these things and how to scale our business by implementing these things, I think was really smart, real smart move on TPI's part, in my opinion, if that counts for anything. It does to me. (laughs) (laughs) So as someone who was not in attendance at TPI Rocks, maybe next year, um, what were some of the topics that you touched on, Ka? You know what? I did a pretty cool thing. I I like to hit it right off the bat, right? I told everyone they needed to bring me a check for 700 grand. 
um, because I was going <laughs> to I was going to have them hire a creative director, an email marketer, a uh, a biz dev manager, a copywriter, a uh, so I named off seven. I named off seven uh, jobs that they were going to hire for at the very moment. But what I ended up doing was showing them how you can prompt ChatGPT or another AI to, to not take the place of those, but to have someone inside to walk you through those steps. And that's huge, right? Because, again, my favorite kind of tech are the ones that level the playing field for small business owners. Um, the last company that I was CTO with for, for over 18 years, it was wild. We actually We actually serviced about – just shy of 600,000 small business owners. So I'm talking solopreneurs even. So I, I, I definitely have a passion of giving those tools to, to people who, for some reason or another, sometimes it's our culture, sometimes it's the business environment. I think a lot of people just don't think that everyone deserves to have that information. And I think that's the, the worst way to look at it because anyone who's driven to learn deserves that chance to learn what they want to learn. I don't care what the technology is. And you said that you were not an engineer, but you are a prompt engineer, which is what we all want to become. And I, I was talking to Ka and I was like, you know, when we're bringing on new advisors to our team, a lot of like we'll explain to them, you're a professional researcher now, so you can't possibly know everything. What you need to know is where to look to find the answers to the things in a timely manner. So you sound like you know what you're talking about <laughs> until you know what you're talking about. I think it's very similar for AI. It's about learning how to ask for what you need. I think that's the most important thing is learning how to ask it in order to get the results and the answers that you want. And that is intimidating and feels tricky until you have someone to kind of help you break it down. Oh, I, I 100% agree. I think, I think, again, I think the feeling that most people have is you hear it all the time, right? You heard it at the end of 2023. You're going to hear it a lot at 2024. Everybody wants to get good at AI, but no one defines what getting good at AI is. Everyone thinks, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get really good at it. Well, in most people's eyes, that means getting faster at it. And that's so not the case. It's not about getting faster. It's about understanding what it can do and what it can't do and what it can do for you and what it can't do for you. I don't think a lot of people educate in that stance. And I, I'm totally in agreement with, with everyone when it comes to the importance of education, right? You are going to see a lot of tools out there, a lot. And it's going to change the game for 2024 because, you know, again, when I was doing my TPI Rocks keynote, I talked about what Webster Dictionary chose as their 2023 word of the year. And it was authentic. The word of the year was authentic and it beat out half a million other words, 500,000 other words were in the running. And one of the reasons why authentic beat out the other words was people were going to ChatGPT and typing in as an influencer, how do I sound more authentic? So if you've got to go to an AI to ask it how you sound more authentic, you're in trouble. You're just in trouble. I think that's one of the worst things that you could try to carry over into 2024. But it will be education-based. It will be, hey – how do I get this to, to, to help me build something, you know, and, and it is, it's learning how to prompt. It's learning that you have all these tools at your disposal now. And it's even going to learning which large language models work for what, right? When do I want to use Claude? When do I want to use ChatGPT? If you look at my desktop, I have a dedicated desktop because I'm on a Mac so I can swipe it. I have a dedicated desktop that has nothing but 20 different AI tabs open. So I use different tools depending on what I want to do. 
Can you give us some examples? Yeah, I can actually. You know, like okay, so Claude. Claude is really good. Claude is really, really good at reading large PDFs. Anytime I have a large report, I'll put it in Claude and I'll be like, hey, read this, let me know what you think. That was one of the things that I taught uh that was one of the things that we taught the uh TPI advisors at TPI Rocks, right? Is how it can be overwhelming when you've got an 80-page PDF report. But if you upload it to an AI and say, hey, I need you to summarize this in a way that would benefit me. I'm a travel advisor. It will do it, and it will do it very good. One of the things that I started doing after TPI Rocks, when you got my, I was telling Kyle, like, I need to go to a hotel room for a week by myself and just – like brain dump an idea, you know, brainstorm, come up with all the ideas, all the ways I can implement. But so my in-person assistant here in Mexico speaks five languages fluently. He's great. (laughs) He's amazing, but he cannot write in my voice. He tries so hard. He practices, but he's a formal, his, his, he just is very formal person. Um, So we're hitting a brick wall there. No matter how much he tries, I still have to edit. So I realized through everything Ka said, so say my client sends me a question about the gratuities at Celebrity. I can go to ChatGPT and I can give it the Celebrity.com website, ask it to find, in one prompt, ask it to find the answer to the question and compose an email in a casual and fun and friendly tone you know, I'm telling it it's a travel advisor, compose this email and this type of tone to answer the client's question. And then one prompt, it will find the question and compose the email. And it sounds a lot more like me than he does, because I'm asking it to be casual and friendly. I was just going to say, so I'm kind of creating a spreadsheet of sorts with prompts for him and instructions for how to do that. So he can help me with customer service emails. And I'm going to, you know, he'll get the hang of it over time, but it's going to be less and less editing for me. What idea did you have to make that even better, Ka? Okay, so you can take all of your writing. You can either take all your email replies that you've made to people. You can take maybe some instructional things that you've written. You can load it into ChatGPT and you can say, hey, I want you to study all of these documents that I've uploaded. It could be a PDF, it could be a Word document, it could be wherever you want. And you can say, I want you to describe this person's tone and writing style in a descriptive manner enough for an AI to replicate and it will do it. And then that's what you load. So I do that. I actually do a really cool exercise when it comes to little kids, right? Like, because little kids, they're the only, they're not limited by their imagination. They're only limited by their motor skills, their eye hand coordination, right? So they'll draw and they'll scribble on a piece of paper, right? And it could look ridiculous, but if I could take a, I take a picture of it, I upload it to chat GPT and I say, Hey, I want you to describe this drawing in a descriptive manner that a professional illustrator can can mock up. And then I take that prompt, I load it back in, and it draws it out for me. So then you show it to the kid, and they're like, yeah, that's what I was thinking all along. It's wild, but it does it. Amazing. I think yeah, part of the problem is that the sky's the limit. And when you're sitting there looking at a blank screen and you have to write a prompt, it feels crushing because the possibilities are so limitless. I'm curious to know, um, what do you think is like 
the best place to dip your toe in? Would you say it's social media content creation or where would be a great place for someone to just start and focus on one task and see how it works? Oh, 100%. 100%. It is going to be content creation. You know, generative AI, which is really on the forefront of AI right now, from a consumer-facing model, from our, from, from what we're looking at, right? Which, again, if we go back to what I said earlier, I love any kind of tech that levels the playing field, right? Like, just the other day, I made a post about Copilot, right? And how, and how Microsoft Copilot can now make jingles for you. That's wild. You know, I can put in a text prompt. I did it for Candace, right? Who I said, hey, I need a song. I need a 30-second song for someone to take a cruise. And it did it. You know, back in the day, if you and I wanted a jingle, that was 10 grand bare minimum. Like, we'd have to hire yeah. a songwriter. Where do you even go find a songwriter? We'd have to hire a songwriter, right? A musician to write out our jingle and to record it. And now it's a prompt and it's clean. So content creation is going to be wild. And 2020, I mean, 2024 is going to be even crazier. 2023, you know, if anyone ever follows my Facebook page, you can see just how wild mid-journey is and how I can create these images that you really can't tell or AI whatsoever. 2024, you're going to see video go that route. And I think that's going to be awesome. But, you know, at TPI, my game plan at TPI is, is, is pretty cool, of course. I want these advisors to be able to scale themselves, right? I want to be advisor centric. So for me, everything I do will be based off the education of those advisors. That's what I really want everyone. And of course, the fastest growing segment of that is going to be content creation because they never thought they could do it before, but now they can. Yeah. So that's where I think everybody should dip their toes in. See other stuff too, because that's the problem, right? It's going to be moving so quickly that one of the superpowers you're going to need this year is to stay focused. You can't grab at shiny new objects or else you're done. You're screwed. You just can't do it. So the vetting of what you can use and what you can't use is going to be so important. Yeah. One of the examples that Ka did at TPI Rocks was super cool. He asked, and this is a quick summary, so I'm sorry if I'm missing anything important, but he asked ChatGPT to create a 12 days of Christmas specifically for the travel advisor or centered around travel for marketing purposes. It was so clever. And then he even went back and said, now make it for, and everything rhymed, it lined all up. And then he was like, okay, now make it for the gift of a celebrity cruise. And it did that too. And it was really, it came up with some very clever things. Now, a lot of times I will say, Whatever, what it comes up with, I still have to tweak a little bit. Sometimes it uses extra flowery words or like just, you know, sometimes I have to pare it down. But this, you could have just published it. Like it was just right there because he prompted it very specifically. He told it what it was. I don't remember the description exactly, but it was like, you are a content creator with extensive experience and blah, blah. You know, he, he kind of set the tone for what, what the profession of the chat GPT was and then create this for me. And in seconds it was created. So what you can do in terms of creating a content strategy for yourself and also all the captions to go with it. Pretty incredible. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is you can scale yourself. I keep going back to that word, but you know, 
being a technologist and, and being in the travel industry and the way I view it, yes, am I in the travel industry, but more than anything else, I'm in the education industry. I'll always pick that first. And, and, and I love the fact that I'm able to actually educate this large number of people, you know, but scaling yourself is important. You know, you, you, I think a lot of advisors got into this business because they wanted to be in charge of their own destiny. You know, they wanted to have free time with their mm -hmm. family and it's, it's wild, you know, sitting at TPI rocks and hearing these stories, you know, where it's like, yeah, now I find myself working 24 seven. Like, I don't think I signed up for that. Right. But I think that's what every entrepreneur goes through. You think, you know, everyone looks at you and they're like, it's so glamorous what you guys do. But the truth is, heck, you're almost on call 24 seven. Right. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a huge mental health person. It's, it's what I never thought I was going to be. But I ended up being that way just because of the massive amounts of data that I take in every day. I read 10 hours a day. I read 10 hours a day and I either go bike for 30 miles or I'll go hike for 12. It's one or the other. But I do it seven days a week and I'm still behind. So, so I, think that's the, I think that's the crazy thing about what we're going through right now is the speed of it is just so quick. And it's of no fault to the advisors. It's of no fault to anybody. You know, I... I talked about it in my keynote about trenches at TPI rocks and how for years, the companies that I used to work for, you know, I had some great mentors and my mentors would always say, God, you know, you can't be mad at people because they don't know what you know. And I never understood that until very much later on in my life. And I was like, you know, you're totally right because it's not their trench. Their trench is to wake up, take care of their clients, you know, make sure their kids are ready for school. My trench is to wake up, and I've been paid for years to get into a hypothetical plane, go 10,000 feet in the air, fly around in a circle, take a look at the lay of the land and see how everything connects holistically, technology-wise. And that was my trench. So for me, and the speed of which it's going now, I don't think that anyone is even fully capable of saying, okay, here's my day-to-day -day job, and I'm going to set aside one hour or two hours so I don't get behind on AI. I actually don't think it's possible. I just really don't think it's possible. So I welcome that chance to be advisor centric, you know, at TPI and say, hey, look, tell you what, I'll go crazy for you. I'll learn all this for you. And then we'll get together and we'll figure out how to implement it and how to scale you and how to educate you, like you said, to use it right. And I think that's going to be the big time key is to use it right. Of course, there is a fear with AI, as with all things that are still a mystery to a lot of people. What would you say to advisors who are afraid of the implications of AI in the fear of them getting replaced or the fear of using AI unethically in content creation? What would you say to hopefully assuage their fears? Okay, so I like that question. I kind of like it. And I kind of hate it. It's the hardest question you're going to ask me, right? Uh, I think the first question you're going to ask me is, 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 will AI replace an advisor, right? First and foremost, and you both know this, I live in a household with an advisor, Candace, right? So I have personal skin in the game. There's no doubt I have skin in the game, you know, and I would be the first one to tell her, hey, get out of this industry. You know, AI is going to take over it, right? But of course, I obviously don't believe that because I want her to grow in this industry. I 100% do not believe that. I don't think that AI will ever be able to replace an advisor that is viewed as a thought leader, 
an expert in that field or in that product, someone who is authentic and can show a value proposition that that client can't find on their own. I think that's the best way for me to 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 answer that question, right? I think advisors who can get their client to the aha moment will never be replaced. And again, sometimes it isn't technology. Sometimes when you talk to a marketing technologist, it isn't a piece of software or an app that I use. Sometimes it's ideas and insight that I bring from the tech space, Palo Alto, Silicon Valley, and I insert it into another industry. Well, one of those is the aha moment, right? When you build apps or when you talk in tech, the whole goal of an app is how do I get that consumer to the aha moment as quick as I can because then it makes my app sticky. That's the number one goal of any app is how do I get to sticky really quick? Facebook knew that way long ago when Facebook was like, hey, you know, if you like 10 friends in seven days, you're pretty much stuck on our app. So that was their point of aha. So if you had eight friends and it was day and it was day six, you got hit with recommendations. They tried as hard as they could to get you to that aha moment. The New York Times did it. When the New York Times went digital, they did the same thing. They said, hey, they read through all their data and they said, okay, okay, we've got it. If you read four articles in three days, you're going to pay for the subscription. So if you read three articles and it was the night of day two, they hit you with like, hey, this is a great recommended article for you. They were really good at getting the consumer to the aha moment. And the aha moment in anything is the point in time when you see the value of what you're using. It far outweighs anything you ever thought of it, right? You know, travel advisors, when, you, when, when you're booking a travel for someone or putting in a package for someone, as soon as something goes wrong, they see the value in you. They're like, oh, thank goodness I got an advisor. Man, this, this would have been awful if I didn't have someone to call, right? That's the aha moment. So for me, I don't think AI can take care of that aha moment. I just don't. I think it gets really good. I think it's going to continue to get better and better and better. But I think that advisors who are educated in how to leverage the aha moment are always going to have the edge up on AI. And would you then agree, though, that advisors who use AI are going to leave everybody else in the dust? I do. I hate to say that. I mean, it's kind of weird, right? Like, like <laughs> it's kind of weird, you know. We got to be real. We got to be real here. <laughs> I do hate to say that. I I so hate to say that, but just what it does for you, you know, like if I did nothing else but just told you the time that it's safe for you so that you could spend time with your family or go or go take care of yourself mentally, just that in itself to me is the strength of AI. If it did if it did nothing else, I just see that as the strength of AI. Yeah, because so my business is 100% repeat and referral business, 100%. Mm-hmm. I don't get a single rando coming through my, you know, hypothetical doors. But so can I not use AI and keep going the way I'm going? Yeah, probably, at least for a good while. But I'm missing out on the benefits you just mentioned. I am working harder, not smarter. I am working more than I need to. I am missing out on other things in my life. So yes, would my business stay strong on word of mouth? For sure. But I will be missing out on other things, mostly time that AI can give me. Yeah. I think time, you know, you, you answered it right there. I think time is the, is the big, 
gain that people love. I hear that all the time, right? Or I hear people say, wow, you know, I can't believe how much time I save. And I could give you some crazy stories. I, I work with a company who uh, is an e-commerce company who, who has 2,000 SKUs, 2,000 SKUs, right? Because they sell product. And had they have gone somewhere else and they wanted to write meta tags, you know, Google meta tags for it, it would have taken a thousand hours, 30 minutes per SKU, 30 minutes per page. You know, I know for a fact that ChatGPT with a Google Sheets plugin did it in 45 minutes. 45 minutes and a thousand hours is a pretty big gap. (laughs) (laughs) So the more complex, that's what's crazy, right? The more complex the problem you're trying to solve, the more time it saves you. That's that's that that compound effect of AI. But even the simple things, I just love it. I love it for creativity. The biggest thing that that I can see it doing, and and this is a great one to cover also, because I think people are afraid. They're like, "Wow, AI is going to like strip the world of creativity." That is completely the opposite. AI is going to make everyone just a creative beast. Because the things that you have always dreamed about, you can do now. I know that's going to be my number one thing. My number one thing at TPI, I want to teach everyone creativity and curiosity. Curiosity is the name of the game. Just like yesterday, I woke up. It was January 1st. I went on ChatGPT and I said, hey, today you're going to play the role of a copywriter and a creative director. What are some really cool plays on words or plays on numbers that I can do for the year 2024, right? I just threw it out there. I was like, I don't even have a reason for me to ask it other than to, I wonder if he'll do anything thought-provoking for me, right? And the darn thing spit out 10 10 answers, and one of them was, oh, yeah, 2024 is all about getting 24-carat service. And I'm like, oh, 24-carat luxury travel, game over, right? So then I go back, (laughs) and my second prompt – my second prompt to it is, okay, that was really good. I didn't want to go down this route this morning, but since you've mentioned it, why don't you go ahead and make me 10 social posts geared around 24-carat luxury travel? And it did it. So yeah. I'm really free-flow about how I treat AI. You know, I, I treat it as my creative sparring partner. That is what I do. That is what I do. And I'm, the hardest thing is to train your brain because even for me, we go back to prompts, right? You know – I am a child of the 80s, so I'm a one-hit wonder guy, right? I'm all about one-hit wonders. So I'm like, I'm just going to craft a prompt for 30 minutes, and it's just going to answer all of my wildest dreams. And now I find myself going, yeah, tell you what, we're going to do a project today. You ready? This is the way I talk to it. I wake up, I'm like, hey, you and I are going to do a project. It's going to require you to take multiple roles. Let me know when you're ready. By the way, you're going to do great at this. This is literally what I type to it. That's how I start my prompting. It's wild. <laughs> I love that you mentioned how you talk to AI like a person because that's exactly what I do. And I feel silly sometimes, but then I'm just like, you know what? This is how I'd be talking to somebody, <clears throat> excuse me, somebody that I would ask for for help. And to speak on that curiosity part, the very first time I played with ChatGPT, I did not want to go out with my friends. Like I just wanted to stay home and try different prompts because just the level of results it gave me, it wasn't even work related. It was fun stuff. It was, I told Corrine about this. It was uh, write a love letter to my husband. We've been married for eight years. He loves Hot Wheels, make it funny, include metaphors for cars. And just what it spit out was so funny, so cute. I sent it to my husband. With him fully knowing that I used ChatGPT, he was 
so enamored. He was like, oh my gosh, this is so sweet. And he knew it was chat GPT. So I think from that moment, it made me really, I guess, realize the power of the way chat GPT and other generative AI can help with content creation and just being creative with it, trying different prompts. I'm like, what happens if I just do this? Or what happens if I ask this? Like what will come out? And whenever Tarina and I talk about generative AI, like one thing we always say is just do it, just play with it and see what happens because the more you play with it, the more you prompt it, the more you'll know how best to use it for what you need. And also don't forget that when it gives you an answer that you can ask it to you can ask it to tweak that answer. I think a lot of people take that first answer and they're like, oh, that's not exactly what I wanted. Let me start over. But you don't have to start over. You can just say, can you say that in a friendlier tone? Can you make that a little shorter? Can you make that a little longer? Like you can keep using the same answer and tweak it and refine it until it's exactly what you want. You don't have to start from the beginning and ask a different way necessarily. You actually never want to do that because then you lose all the contextual information that you had above that last prompt. That's what a lot of people don't realize either. So when you talk about tokens and you talk about the power of how much context a certain conversation can carry over, that's how much stuff is above that last prompt. So that's why now I have prompt pages. I have pages where if I were to export as a PDF, the conversations are 75 pages now. And it remembers everything that I talked about early on. So it really builds this whole game plan for me. It's a, you know, that's the thing. But it all starts with curiosity. I say it all the time, right? I think I think you're going to see two major things happen in 2024. Number one, it will be the year of AI-enabled content creation. I love everything about AI-enabled content creation. That is going to be my first masterclass at TPI. I mean... I, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you this, but I hope there's a two-day AI class happening because uh, I would go because I'm basically going to lock all of you in a room with me for two days. And I'm just going to cover a <laughs> That massive sounds exactly like what Kareem needs. <laughs> and also yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. It would be so bad. It would be – I mean, it literally – but I like starting from the very beginning. What's an LLM? Why does an LLM do what it does, right? Like, because again, you need to know when you're investing in advisors, I don't want people just to go there and start punching in things that they just don't know. I really want them to be educated. I think that's the name of the game. I I 100% know that's the name of the game. And that's where the competitive advantage comes into play. That's really where the biggest part of that competitive advantage comes into play. And it's really when you get curious. Can you imagine an AI making you a more curious person? I think that's the coolest thing in the world, right? I think there's two things that are going to happen by the end of the year, which I think are going to be crazy. Number one, it's going to make you more curious, and curiosity drives uh, creativity. So by being more curious, you become creative. Number two, and this is the most wild thing ever, I think that – AI prompting is going to make us better human to human communicators (laughs) because we're so good at asking this machine, hey, I need to be really thoughtful about how I ask this machine this so it can give me the right answer. Yet when we talk to other humans, we just spew garbage from our mouths. It's the most wild thing you've ever seen in your life. So in the end, one of the byproducts of AI is that we're going to be better human to human communicators. Who would have thought that? 
Well, I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, I would like more clarity and specificity in my inquiries, please. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It works, but you know what? It it totally works. But that is that's really the big thing, right? Like I think, I think again for for advisors and for 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 a lot of people in any kind of entrepreneur solopreneur business, it's going to be AI enabled content. You are probably six months away from actually being able to use a video from a text prompt. It's not good enough yet, right? But that's the weird thing. The speed at which it's going, it's no longer, hey, it's not good enough yet. Let me check back in a year. It's literally, hey, it's not good enough yet. I better check back in 30 days. That's how quickly you have to go back and check over and over and over again. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that that's really where we're at, that that is 100% where we are at? You have to check back every 30 days to see if to see if something's good enough now but it will be video video is my video is my big prediction for uh for 2024 i think the speed of things is probably part of what scares and intimidates people but you know like we've said before the toothpaste is out of the tube you need to get into it or <laughs> and just do your best try to you don't have to try to do everything all at once, but definitely, you know, play around with it, see what it can do to help you in your daily life, whether it's a little bit or a lot, but it can help everyone in at least some capacity. Shoot, you can have it make your meal plans for you and write out your recipes and your shopping list. Like even if it's not for your business necessarily, you can still improve your life by learning how to, to use it. Oh, yeah, 100%. But again, you both covered it, right? It's curiosity. That's really yeah. the key to all of this. It's curiosity. It's simply waking up going, you know what? I've heard enough about this. I'm going to go and I'm going to I'm going to type in something, right? But the second you do it, you're going to sit there and you're going to say, "Okay, this clear is my crazy, calendar for right? the day." Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty crazy. You you can imagine like you can imagine the crazy thoughts that go through my head, right? I have I have large language models that I deal with every day because everyone has a different large language model. Facebook has their different one. OpenAI has their different one, right? On top of that, you have all this AI-enabled apps and software that are coming out, which I just think are just crazy. Adobe Firefly, right? Adobe Firefly is probably six months away. I don't even think it's six months away. I think they're three months away from you being able to find a video, an old video of you walking down the beach, okay, and then doing selective change selecting your outfit from a swimsuit to say, I want to be wearing a sundress. This is all text prompt, right? And then selecting an area of the water behind you and saying, put a cruise ship here. And then going into an AI voiceover app and typing in, hey, I want to type this little infomercial about a certain cruise package, right? It's going to put it all together. That's going to be here by the end of the year. That's crazy for what it can do. Mm-hmm. That's just an old video you had of you walking down the beach but it's here. So you're better off just jumping into it slowly. And then, and then, you know, hopefully having some guidance in some way, shape or form to kind of let you know what's coming down the pipeline or what you can use now. It's baby steps. It's baby steps. You have to take baby steps. I would say a lot of our listeners, they're from every host agency and some of them are independent as well. So for those who are not part of TPI, what are some resources they can go to to learn more because they don't have a marketing technologist maybe on their team? Where can they go for more resources and education? 
you know, I think one of the best things, I'll give everyone a good little hint, right? I'm sure you could go to Google, right? And you could set up a, a, a Google alert, right? And uh, just set up a Google alert for AI travel, right? You could do both. Um, but the biggest thing is, and I think everyone's aware of it, YouTube is your best friend. I'm sure there's some- University of YouTube, good, baby. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some pretty good steps with YouTube that you could that you could follow for it. Um, it'll be hard to avoid the news. It's it's such a good question you asked right there, right? Because because again, that's really what you know. You you kind of made me take a step back because now I'm kind of looking at it like, oh, that's really cool. TPI did make a really really big step, right? Because they are investing yes, they in did. the future of their. They are. They're they. More than anything else, they are 100% investing in the future of their advisors, and that's huge. But I I want to do it because, again, I want people to understand that it's, it's not against you. AI is for you. You just have to understand how to use it. That's all it is. But curiosity is the key. The same thing, right? You're, you're not going to be able to escape it. AI is going to be on TV every day. You just have to be curious. You have to hear about something and then go type it in. You have to sit here and you go to Google and you type in, hey, what are some AIs for content creation? What are some AIs for this and that, right? Um, you could type in AI directory. Now, I advise you not to do it because the shiny new object syndrome will hit you really hard. And it's it's like <laughs> anything else, right? I think that's the scary thing. It's like anything else. Uh, when you talk about AI, you have all these new companies that are really going to get gobbled up by other companies, right? In tech, we have the saying where some people think, oh, yeah, I'm a product. You're only a product until a platform gobbles you up, and then you only become a feature of that product, right? That's all it is. You become a feature of the platform. Facebook is notorious for it. Am I right? All right. But that's what you're going to see. You're going to see a lot of consolidation of, of my – I have a friend of mine that does the same thing. I'm like, hey, look at this. Candace has been using a Gamma, and she loves it. And he's like, yeah, Gamma is great. Wait until Microsoft just offers that for free inside office and i'm like darn it you're right you know so even when you're excited <laughs> about something new you know someone else in there that's been in the game a lot longer sits there and says yep they're gonna get gobbled up but but to answer your question oh there's i mean the first thing to do is go to a google search go to google type in ai directory even type in how to get started in ai i cannot remember the name of the class there is a uh first of all youtube you you, you could literally say hey how do I understand generative AI? I think that if I had to give you one hint for everyone, go type that in. Type in getting started in generative AI or generative AI for dummies. You know, that's what you do. You type that in. I mean, that's that's the most wild thing. And it'll take you down that path of like, okay, I now understand kind of how this works. No one's going to fully understand it. Not even me, right? I just know that it can only predict the next word, which in itself is an amazing thing for us to sit here and talk about, right? That it doesn't understand a complete sentence. It only sits there and says, I think the next word should be this. Whew, that's a lot to think about. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on today. I know that I, for one, am very, very grateful that TPI has chosen to make this type of investment. And I appreciate that they chose to invest in you and not just offering us a tool, like I said, that we may or may not know how to use. Um, I'm really looking forward to see how this impacts TPI advisors going forward. It's going to it's going to impact all advisors, but I feel like we have a lucky lucky uh, head start having you on the team.
Oh, my thing is buckle up. <laughs> buckle up because I'm going to I'm going to give you everything you're capable of ingesting. That's just going to be my take on it. Awesome. Thank you again. So so much, Kyle. I cannot wait to learn more from you and uh, I'll definitely make it a priority to sit in on your two-day lock-in-a-room <laughs> AI masterclass. I know. I know. I think it's going to be cool. I do. I think it's going to be fun. All right. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. We wanted to thank Kyle once again for sharing his immense amount of knowledge because this kind of stuff is so hard for, I feel like people like us, like the little consumers and not the Silicon Valley bros. Like it's hard for us, I feel like, to access knowledge like this without knowing where to look. And so to be able to have him come on our episode is incredible. So Ka, thank you again for sharing your knowledge. And thanks for agreeing to uh, try to make this a regular thing. So hopefully you all will be hearing, if we have anything to do with it, you will be hearing from Ka again, because this technology is moving so rapidly and it's really important. Do not try to put the burden of keeping up with everything on your own, but having a connection like Ka who can come in and tell you, these are the things you should look at. These are the things you should be using it for so that you're not, you know, drinking water from a fire hose is a gift. So we're definitely going to see if we can tap into his brain again in the future. Yeah. And I feel like if you have any questions that you would like to ask someone like Ka, feel free to reach out to us and we'll start making a list. And we'll, you know, pick from that list the next time we have him on to ask him. Uh, so we'll probably do a reminder. We'll try to do a reminder prior to <laughs> we'll having him on. I'll try. <laughs> it's 2024. I'm, I'm, I have high hopes for myself, but I don't want to stretch myself too thin. We'll try to remind you with that. Um, but if you have any questions, comments, or anything of that sort, you know where to find us. Our Happy Instagram. New Year again. And email. Hello at the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> See you soon.